G'day, Mark Howard here, although I'd much prefer to be called Howie. You are listening to The Podium, one of the premium podcasts out there. I hope you enjoy it. This is The Podium, where we celebrate the best from the world of motorsport, and we're joined right now with a guy that's known for broadcasting a wide variety of different sports in this country. He's everywhere when it comes to sports broadcasting. Motorsport fans, I'll be most familiar with his work covering the supercars, MotoGP and Formula One in his time at Network 10. It is, of course, Mark Howie. Howard Howie, thanks for joining us on the podium once again. Hey, uh, Jay, thanks for inviting me on the podium. I love the show, mate. It's always nice to have a chat with you. I hope you're going well, mate. The show's killing it. So nice one, brother. Nice. Yeah, well, thanks, Howie. Well, it's been around a year, I think, since we had you on the show. It was probably about 14, 15 months ago. And boy, the world has changed in that time. I think when we were speaking with you, the Australia-New Zealand ODI series had just been cancelled. Yeah. So tell me, what's work been like for you this past 12 months? Yeah, it's been, it's been bizarre. Uh, it's been an interesting challenge. It's been a good learning experience, Jase. Um, yes, yeah, so pretty much after that, I started calling the footy on the telly for the first time. I've done a lot of the AFL on the radio and I started calling for Fox footy and the first game, very first game I did round one last year, we were at the ground and then the next uh, my 22 rounds I was uh, sitting in Fox footy calling it off the television which provides a whole new series of challenges but you know, you get your head around it and I think we were blessed last year as sports fans that sport was still going on in this country so it was certainly a privilege to be involved and I really enjoyed it and then uh, you know, we got to the the uh, Australian Test Summer against India and the Big Bash, and you know it was one of the great Test years I've ever seen. India's performance to win that Test series was absolutely outstanding on on that last day in Sydney. But again, we went to a couple of Test matches, and then we were back at what is ostensibly Fox Footy in Melbourne due to the travel restrictions. So we were calling Test cricket off the television, which uh, was difficult. It's quite a difficult process, especially in the Big Bash, etc. Because when they hit the ball in the air. You're really only relying off the sound of the ball um, hitting the bat. So, mate, you don't know. You sort of start thinking, you start winding up that he's been, you know, hit it out of the ground for six and then he gets caught at deep mid-wicket. So it can make you look a little bit silly. But hopefully this summer we're, um, we're, uh, we're up and firing. But I've been watching a lot of motorsport lately. So um, I've been enjoying the world of Formula 1 and MotoGP at the moment. There's a lot going on. It looks like my man Lewis is under the pump a little bit, which is interesting the way Max Verstappen's <laughs> going. Good luck to him. Yeah, well, you know, he's, yeah, Max Verstappen's really taken it up to Lewis this season. First time in a very long time that the Mercedes team has been challenged. I'll just have to ask you then, you mentioned there calling in a studio as opposed to being at a ground calling. How do you prepare for that? Well, you, you, as far as football goes, you have to be even more prepared. The one thing you can control calling the AFL football is knowing the players, but you have to know them absolutely instinctively. You have to know by the, the way they move or... Or because you're not necessarily going to. So if you're if you're at the MCG calling a game of football and your team gets it out of the middle and you're commentating, and they kick down to full forward, you get to whip ahead with your binoculars while you're calling the game, and you can see who's in the next marking contest. So you can prepare yourself. Right, that's Hawkins down there. He's got Stephen May on him. You know what's coming. But on the TV, you're relying on the director's cut once the ball is kicked out of the middle to then cut to the forward line. So you have to be red hot on knowing how do I identify the players immediately? Because I'm really pretty much only seeing what you're seeing in that situation on the telly. There's a couple of extra cameras for the special comments guys, but as a caller, you're pretty much relying on, on what you'd be seeing at home. So it's an interesting process, but as I said, mate, we're all privileged to be able to watch footy and still have a job calling the footy. So certainly no complaints, mate. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And 
the COVID pandemic has provided a lot of challenges. However, you've maximised on some of those challenges and created some new opportunities, especially around the Howie Games podcast. If anyone here hasn't listened to the Howie Games podcast, I highly recommend it. There's a lot of motorsport-based interviews as well to catch up on for all of our motorsport fans out there. Talk about... Yeah, what you've managed to achieve with the Howie Games, because you've really taken it up another step. You know, we had like even, like I said, motorsport guys like Martin Brundle and Dan Ricardo appearing on the show remotely. Yeah, that's, that's a perfect description of what happened, mate. So we went into lockdown and I thought, wow, this could be the end of the podcast. And I was sort of challenged by a few people, including my wife, um, to think about it a different way. And we, you know, we didn't even know what Zoom was at that stage, but we figured out Zoom and how to record at a good level audio-wise, and all of a sudden I realised that, you know, these people, if I could get in touch with them and explain what we were doing, it was possible to speak to Martin Brundle. So pre-pandemic, in my mind, I needed Martin Brundle to be in Melbourne to do a podcast during the Grand Prix, which is, you know, he's a pretty busy guy, or, or Dan Ricardo, you know, he's off flying around the world. We recorded Dan when Dan when he was at his, uh, at his family farm south of Perth. Martin was in, in his office, and, and it's quite bizarre when you get your head around it, but I'm sitting in my spare bedroom in Bowen Heads and then up pops um, Dan Ricardo or, or Martin Brundle or Kelly Slater or Tony Hall, whoever it may be. So it's given us the opportunity to take the show more internationally, which is something that I always wanted to do due to the fact that you don't have to be in the same room as the person. Now, obviously, if you and I were conducting this interview together, Jace, in the same room, we'd probably have a little bit more of a rapport and you would think it would be better than you being where you are and me being where I am. And it took, more, it took me a while to get my head around that. But at the end of the day, a a ninety five percent interview with Kelly Slater is still Kelly Slater. So the 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 negative of you not being in the same room is far outweighed by the benefits that you can speak to all these international operators as long as you have a relationship or can develop a relationship with it. So it's taken the podcast to a new level as far as the audience. We have a lot more people listening overseas now. So we, we've been blessed. But geez, mate, I put some work in. We're during that lockdown in Melbourne of four months. We're putting out an episode every week to really crank it up. And obviously, people didn't have things to do. So a lot more people were discovering podcasts, as you would have found with your show. So um, it's been a, a small benefit in what's been a real negative for, for everyone. Yeah, well, you're doing an awesome job. And you mentioned Thank in you. there a few times, Kelly Slater. I remember when we spoke to you a year ago about who you want to get on the Howie Games podcast. You mentioned a few different names, and Kelly Slater was one of those names. Tell me, what was it yeah. like for you actually getting to, to interview him? Because you're quite an avid surfer as well, away from all the sport. Yeah, he's brilliant, mate. He's my favourite athlete of all time. It took four years to, to pull together and sort of swap text messages back and forth through it through a, a mate of mine, Trevor Hendy, who knows Kelly really well, and it was going to happen a couple of times. And then eventually I got a message from Kelly saying, right, next Wednesday, 8.30pm your time, I'll be in Hawaii, let's do it. And, you know, you set up the Zoom meeting, as we all do now, and you sit there, and then you see across the top of your screen, is this actually going to happen? And then you see Kelly Slater is waiting in the waiting room. You go, oh, heavens above. And then bang, you, you open it up and there's Kelly and you say good day. I'd met him a few times before, but he, he wouldn't have known me from a bar of soap. And as I say, mate, you sit in your lounge room at 8 o'clock at night on a, on a Wednesday night chatting with someone that, you know, you've, you've looked up to as an athlete over the years. It, it's quite extraordinary. He's fantastic, mate. He's, a very, he's the most competitive athlete I've ever talked to. He is incredibly driven, but he discussed a lot about the mental side of sport, a few different projects he's in, about the wave pool he's built, where surfing is going, and basically how he has managed to compete physically and mentally for 20 years at the highest of high levels. So, mate, I loved everything about it. So if you're into sport at all, 
you don't have to be in the surfing to check out Kelly Slater because his discussions about longevity and mindset um, blew me away. It was fantastic, mate. That's great. Well, the show's continuing to evolve for you there. The Howie Games podcast now has just recently launched the next chapter. So this is pretty much going and revisiting some of your previous guests and seeing what they've been up to, yeah, since you've had them on. Talk about that. Yeah, well, it came about purely through the first episode was was uh, of the next chapter was Scotty McLaughlin. So the last time I spoke to Scotty, he was a week before winning his first Bathurst. So he would have won one or possibly two titles. I think he had two titles at that time. And he was talking about the fact if he was able to win Bathurst, he would consider potentially trying to get an opportunity to race overseas. So the next week after he was on the show, he won Bathurst. He came back, won another championship. And then from there, quite extraordinarily, he ended up in the United States. So he laid out a dream on the show and then he was able to achieve that dream. You know, he did it just after racing Indy. So to chat with Scotty about what was involved, about how he got an opportunity in IndyCar and then the requirements, the changes and the speed and the fact he's racing with Jimmy Johnson and Romain Grosjean and, and all these superstars, it was great because he laid out a dream on the episode and then in the next chapter of the Howie Games, he was able to describe what the dream was. So I loved it, mate. And he's doing, as you would know, he is doing so, so well. Rookie uh, at the Indy 500, he was right up there in the top 10 at various stages. He's learning the track that he goes. And speaking to people in that part of the world that I know, they said this man is going to be a star of this sport. So good luck to him, mate, because he could have forever been a small fish in a big pond, one, five, six, seven titles here potentially. But he's he's thrown it in to have a real crack as a small fish in a big pond, which which I love this story. And, and he's just a ripping bloke. He's a cracking bloke, Scotty Clockman. Most definitely. Had a listen to that interview. It came out a few weeks ago for anyone that hasn't had a chance to listen to it yet. Highly recommend it. And I'm sure there's plenty more highlights on the horizon there for Scotty McLaughlin over there in the IndyCar series. Speaking of the IndyCar series, you've got another Australian coming up on yeah. the Howie Games podcast soon. We've had this guy on our show a few times. He's a lovely bloke. Tell us about your next motorsport guest on the Howie Games. Yeah, so that'll be next week. Uh, Lee Diffie who is a guy that I grew up basically making his coffee for him at Channel 10 when I first started there. Um, you know, I used to sit in the back of the car and it'll be him and Compo and, and Rusty and Daryl Beattie with a big king of the V8. And I was a very, very, very small cog and, and I learned from this. And I saw how he went about it. But um, his his story in some ways is similar to Scotty's. You know, this is a guy that grew up as a, as a school teacher became an aerobics instructor of all sorts of things and started calling motorbike racing in the back blocks of Queensland, dominated in Australian motorsport, V8, and then exactly like Scotty, he wanted something bigger and better. So he, he went to Europe. Uh, he had a crack at trying to get a, a Formula One job, was just beat by James Allen at the time, who went on to call the Formula One after, uh, after Murray Walker. And then Diff, you know, he's ended up in the States. He's done six years of Formula One. He is now the lead caller for IndyCar in the United States of America on NBC, the biggest television network free-to-air in the world, and he is about to call athletics at the Tokyo Games. So Lee Diffie will be calling the men's and women's 100-metre sprint races and the high jump in the athletics, but basically the two biggest events, the 100-metre sprint in our. He'll be calling that to an audience of 20-plus million Americans. So from a bloke from Queensland to be able to work hard enough and get that opportunity to crack the story, what Diff's done. And I don't think people realise how elevated position he now holds in American broadcasting. In a country where, to be honest, Jace, they pretty much only have 
broadcasters from their own nation. So what he has done is incredible. It is truly incredible what Diff's done. Oh, totally agree with you there. And yeah, for anyone waiting out for that interview next week and catch up on our interviews with Lee Diffie where you're listening to this yeah. podcast. And so when will that be available for people to stream on your platform? Uh, so next Thursday, it'll be the short one, which is just a bit of fun, which we call the player profile, which is a 15-minute, and then Thursday week. So basically in a couple of Thursdays' time, a couple of weeks, that'll be out with Diff. Um, it'll be basically the week before the Olympics start, before he goes to Tokyo and calls the biggest race of his life front of 20 odd million so good luck but he'll nail it because he's a gun he'll nail it fantastic stuff well just quickly before we let you go i remember a year ago you were saying that you really wanted to get lewis hamilton back on your podcast again because you did manage to get like a shorter interview with him while he was down here in australia a few years ago how's that going yeah it's going it's going it's going um we are in discussions with his people at mercedes jace um i'm not going to say it's going to happen in the next six weeks but i'm confident it will happen sometime in the near to medium future so he's got a bit on his plate, as I said. You know, I watch a lot of Formula One, and the, what Max did to him in Austria um, was very, very impressive. So he's he's got some work to do, Lewis. But if anyone can do it, the seven-time world champ can. So hopefully he's on the show soon. But I'll let you know. I'll let you know if I get him on. Don't worry about that. Awesome stuff. Well, Howie, it's been awesome to have you on the show again. For anyone that wants to catch the Howie Games, it's available on the Listener app or wherever you get your podcasts. Howie, thanks again for joining us on the podium. Good on you, mate. Good luck with the continued success of your show. Whenever you like to have a chat, I'm more than happy, mate. You're a star. Thank you very much, Jason.